Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. Over there is John. Hi, John. Hey, Tyler. Guys, today we're going to talk about how you can get out of the constant loop that you feel like you're in where you're just stuck operating your business and get to the point where you're able to develop your business and begin to make long-term progress every day, every week, your business should be better than it was the week and the day before. So how to get off the operations treadmill and get back to actually developing and making progress is exactly what we're going to get into today. Guys, before we get started, make sure you join the Facebook group, the Gym Owners Revolution. Uh, this is a group we built as a resource for gym owners where we share the full podcast episodes. We're open discussion. We're building this into a community of gym owners who actually give a shit about what they're trying to do. Gym owners who care about getting client results and who actually believe that they should be rewarded financially for doing so. So if you want to be a fitness martyr and you want to be working so hard and help all these people and be broke the rest of your life, stay the fuck out of this group. Okay. If you want to have your cake, eat it too, and allow your clients to still have great success while you not become one of those predatory, shitty, but rich fitness professionals, this is the group for you. Okay. You can have it all. Uh, Join the, join that group. From there, we, it opens the door to all of our other programs. We'd like to just get in there and be with the group of other people. That is the, uh, that's your starting point your access point. In the meantime, follow the business or follow the podcast at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. And John, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at jbanksfl. All right, gym owners, coaches, beautiful people out in podcast land. Let's get started. So there's a thing that we see very often. It's uh, John, this is the most common thing that I see with gym owners is they're busy running their business. Mm-hmm. All right, that's by the way, it's the reality of it. But there's a the most important thing that I see, uh, the biggest flaw that I see in a lot of fitness businesses, especially bootstrapped people that are t- turning a passion into a profession, yep. is that opening your gym was the finish line. Becoming a f- person who is a gym owner was the finish line for a lot of these people. It was this faraway thing that they did all this work and saved money and invested and boom, you finally were able to get it going and got some members and you cut the day job and now you're a gym owner. Oh, fuck poor <laughs> you work a lot and it sucks and it's hard yeah. it's just it's hard and everybody's been it's not all dog shit and doom and gloom you love it you do yeah but the money's tight and you're busy and operating is hard and developing is even harder and if you're doing things yourself from the bottom up you don't come from money you're not spending someone else's money it's a tough game to play trying to develop a business while you're in it okay it's a can't see the forest through the trees type situation um, so we want to tell you, there is a way, there's ways you can do this. There's a few tips and tricks that you need to know, but the, you can do to get out of the operations loop and get into development of your business and your business should be developing, should be growing constantly. And one of the things that works the most for this is just setting one, you need to have the time to find the time, whatever it is. We've talked about this before time management, delegation, whatever, but it doesn't take much. I'm going to give you some examples of how little it really takes to make progress every day. Um, but one of these things that you can do is just hyper-focus on one thing. Okay. The first step though, in all of this is to identify things you need to do to progress, whether that's mm-hmm. to make progress, whether that's your skills, you suck at writing copy, maybe you need some social media strategies or ideas, or maybe your sales process sucks, or maybe you, you whatever. Need to get off the floor. You need to get off the floor and not coach. So you can yeah. Maybe, these yeah, maybe you need, you need to not be coaching constantly. Uh, maybe it's cleaning, whatever it is, right? But there is identifying those things, and we have tons of episodes back. Keep listening back through if you're just if you're just finding us. But tons of episodes on how to identify those weak points. This is exactly the things you would do in your coaching a fitness client. 
Okay. Someone comes in and wants to lose weight. I got this ache and pain and I eat like shit and my habits are bad. And like, is it okay if I drink 11 beers every day? It's not, you know, like those are, those are, there's a list of barriers to that person's progress to them reaching their goals. And I, you finding out what that is, is the number one thing you need to do. If I want to lose 20 pounds, I need to know what's going on and know what's between you and losing 20 pounds. And then we need to address those issues. And yet gym owners so often forget that with their business. Mm-hmm. That that's how we do things. It's like, well, no, I'm just in it. I'm just going to do it. I'll just keep doing it better or harder or fucking, you know, learn more about fucking coaching speak nonsense. That's like, guys, that's great, but that's not why people aren't coming to you. I'd be willing to say that gym owners hide in the coaching speak nonsense world yeah. of what we call it. And we call it out like that because of the fact that it's easy. It's where you're comfortable. It's what you're used to. And you can sit in that place and say you're better than other people who don't try that hard at it. And Except you're broke, dude. I don't know what to tell you. And nobody's paying you. Not, and you're not. <laughs> it, you're still busy, so you yeah. are doing things. So it it really tricks your mind into thinking every single person that we work with, all of our experiences points to when your brain feels like it's busy, you feel like you're doing the right mm-hmm. thing, but very quickly. When we start identifying with every person that we work with and everything that we've done, you can quickly identify, are you even looking at this stuff over here? Mm-hmm. Or are you kind of like you shielding your face and like only being like, no, no, no. Like I'm busy doing this stuff over here. It's like, dude, you're busy being busy. Yeah. And it's about time if you're serious to do something about it. One of the most common things that uh, we see as far as like people, whether it's procrastination or even some things like like depression or not getting things started, like being just uh, stuck at the starting line or stuck in a rut type situation. One of the best ways to get out of that is to simply have like a to-do list every day and just be checking action times off, even if it's simple, right? But just have a task, whatever it is, even easy to accomplish stuff, know that it is somewhere, write it down and check it off. Now, the important thing is, is right now what a lot of gym owners have is they're stuck in operations is all that is that checklist, whether it's real or not, that checklist, all the tasks you're doing are unimportant and not, there may be urgent, but whatever they are, they're not important to the grant in the grand scheme of things. You're stuck executing, meaning you still get this dopamine reward of I got test done. I coached today. I fucking mopped today. I didn't do anything but that. And that's what I did. But I did a lot of it. And I did it hour after hour after hour. Boy, am I tired. But you didn't accomplish anything. Okay. It was like, was that Van Wilder? It's worry. It's like worrying. You're just sitting in a rocking chair. You're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, gives you something to do. And great. You did a thing. But essentially, at that point, you have a job. So what we want you to do is identify some of that low-hanging fruit in your business, whatever is the barriers to your progress, the first easiest things to do. And those things need to start making the, some appearances in your checklist, in your day-to-day list of tasks some actual development tasks need to live in there. And I know you got shit you got to just do. There's stuff you got to do. But you need to have some actual, what makes my business better this week than it was last week? What puts me further ahead? What gives puts me in a better chance to succeed this week than last week? That list, those items need to start populating some of your daily stuff. And it's not that hard. And by the way, a little bit of focused effort goes such a long way in a business like this because you're in charge. You're the person with the connections, you making asks, you putting pressure on staff, you putting pressure out on social media, you know, all of that stuff. It goes really, really, really far if you put that focused effort into it instead of just being adrift in operations all day. You have to do exactly what you called out earlier, Tyler's. We say you need to do it at least 
in my opinion, you need to do it every quarter, the same way that if you have someone that you're working with or a client that you're working with, you reassess where they are, reassess what their goals are, reassess what they want to achieve and kind of do a hard reset, right? Mentors that I've worked with talk about remove yourself from your business and look mm -hmm. out, look like you're from the outside, like you're not in it. How would you completely restructure what you want to do every quarter to just be able to say, am I moving in the right direction? I think what you said, Tyler, which is you're doing, you can get so caught up in the doing that you are accomplishing a lot, but you're moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. So if you don't have a clear, what I oftentimes I'll call it like a North star of what, where do I actually want to go? How many of you out there have stepped back and said, is this really what I want to be doing? What is my actual goal? What's my intent? What do I want to do in the next year or in the next month instead of just doing, doing, doing? Right. I, whenever I did anything new, whenever I started a new job, the biggest mistakes that I made is it was always that first six months, shit's just flying at you all over the fucking place to the point to where you are just reacting to every day that comes to you. Yeah. What angry email has come in? What have I forgotten to do? What, what is it, the fires? You're fucking putting out fires left and right. It isn't until you step back where you have a good manager that says, I need you to be proactive. We can keep these fires from being created if you do X, Y, and Z. And that is what we're talking about is now playing the game proactively instead of just reacting to every single thing that happens to you at any given time. There's a recurring theme that I bring up a lot is where you put your energy is what is going to continue to grow. And you continue to put energy in operations while well, you're, you're ignoring the actual development of the business. Therefore, you're just not putting enough energy into it. Not, it's not going to flourish without you giving some focused effort to it. It's this analogy I talk about in fitness a lot. It's like spinning plates. I think this is a Chris Moore thing from way back when. It's that it works in fitness very well. Is you're not going to get a better mile run. And a I mean, unless you're in your first three months. My, I'm, I'm not going to drastically improve my mile run time while adding 25 pounds to my bench press while also becoming extreme, much more mobile at the exact same time. Oh, and while losing 50 pounds body weight and increasing my squat. It's not going to fucking happen. In five years, I could maybe have all of those things, but I'm going to get them by focusing on one of those things, pushing it forward until that amount of progress starts to the plates start to wobble on those other things, right? I bench press, I bench press, I get bigger, I get bigger. And it's like, all right, now my mile sucks. Let's scale that back, right? So bench press, we maintain. And then we put a lot of effort into the mile run. You need to do this with your business. This is what you're going to do with that checklist, that list of things you need done. What's the one you can just get done right away? Or what's the most urgent, most impactful? If revenue is the thing you need, what if it's just a revenue play? What if it is just something simple? What if nobody can find your business, because when I look up your business, you've got no fucking Google reviews or two or three. Here's a good example. We haven't talked about this on the show thoroughly, thoroughly, right? There's a process that happens. If you say, let, if we're Jim, we want leads, right? I want to get more leads. I want to get more members. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do, right? Well, there's a whole ecosystem that needs to be aligned before you're going to be optimized for getting organic traffic. Meaning someone needs to, who's on the verge of joining a gym is going to look up gyms in their area. Maybe they know somebody who recommended you to them, but sneeze. Uh, excuse me. That's really unsatisfying. But if they know somebody 
Uh, maybe they'll get a direct referral. But for the most part, the average person is going to look around at some gyms. They may only look around at one, but they're going to look for gyms in their area. So your Google business profile needs to be active, at least. It needs to look like your business is open. It'd be nice if there were some pictures to give people some information. Your website is not as important as you think as long as this is there. And there's a phone number, some sort of contact thing there. Uh, that also needs to have lots of reviews on it. Google reviews are, we've talked about this a bunch, it's social validation. It's validation that you exist. It's validation that lots of people like doing business with you. It doesn't, I don't look even at, to a certain extent, unless somebody's ratings suck. Like hotels and restaurants, I'll look into the rating, whether it's three star, like that matters. But the difference between 4.1 and 4.8 on like a regular business means nothing to me. It really doesn't. The sheer number of reviews leads me to believe that there is people doing business with them and yeah. people doing business with them. Lots of them makes it easy for me to be like, all right, this is, it's just easier to follow that flow. Right. So if I go to your Google business account or you're on Google maps and you got a, whatever, a comparable amount of reviews to the rest of your people, your bam, validation is stamped. If you have way more big win, that's a big, big, big win. That there are things in this flow where people are trying to seek and find your business where they will there's things that will increase momentum as they move closer to you and things that will just put pump the brakes, right? So going to that and you have two Google reviews and all your competition has 50, 60, or hundred, you are not at the top of that list. That is boom, I hit the brakes. Okay. But let's say you have the same amount. Perfect. Maybe I'll check out your social media. And I don't think the social media is to be all end all, but you should probably have an account that has some, some of your offers. You should just be busy. What if I check your social media and you haven't posted anything in three months? Now I have questions. Are you even open? That pumps the brakes on my momentum, leading me from cold to warm and then to walking into your door. That's, mm -hmm. that hits the brakes. But if I go in, you don't have to be, have all this great content and custom made videos and all this like expensive high quality shit. But if you've just been kind of had that, you just post on there sometimes. If you've posted there this week or a couple times this week, yeah, looks all right. And it's not all crazy fit ripped people. It depends on the person, of course. But if it fits that per what those person's wants are, what they're seeing is going on in the gym, whether it's from people or from equipment or just what your attitude is, is it welcoming? What if you're one of those cunty, negative elitist fitness people we do this better than everybody else because everyone's fucking stupid and we're the smart ones and we put all our effort into fitness education and we're smart they're dumb doing this is wrong like if by the way you can be that you should by the way you should be that you should not be that on social media that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's all i'm all right with you thinking you if you think you're good if you're a good coach you should think you're better than a lot of the other stuff out there a lot of stuff out there sucks Okay, but you cannot be singing that song all the time. Trust me, I used to do it too with my gym. I did it. There's a few that blows, blows up in your face a little bit. It happens, right? You work really hard. You want to lean into it, but that's not the game. But you go through and everything seems very welcoming on social media. Well, there, you're set, right? You've now created a nice flow. And now just if your content allows for calls to action, make it really easy for them to convert into you, you've created a very... The water all flows towards your gym. There's not a lot of barriers and dams and everything in there. Now, let's just go for an example because we have a lot of anecdotes about the Google reviews piece because I think Google business profile is the future of business making marketing easy for you and making it easy to be found. And reviews right now are the metric that's most rewarded, I think, so in people's perception and by the algorithm. So uh, we have, if you have not enough, if you don't have the most Google reviews in your area, 
and you have access to people that are in your gym and a lot of them haven't left your reviews, this is such easy, low-hanging fruit. It won't convert directly. It just won't. But we go into larger strategies where your Google reviews, you can piece them up and make social media content, which now you have social media content customers in their words telling people that you're awesome instead of you telling people that you're awesome, which is much better. Right. You know, people want to speak to want to hear from their peers about you. So you leveraging those reviews as uh, posts, testimonial posts on social media is a great strategy. So we'll just get you started on what you can do for Google reviews. And we've talked about this in the past, but hyper focus on it. When was the last how much effort have you put into it? You just people just aren't leaving your reviews because why? Well, because it's not a thing people inherently do. When Pete, when you have a good experience at a restaurant, do you leave a review? No. And if you do, what the fuck is wrong with you? I never, no matter how good of an experience is at a restaurant or bar, I have never gone and left a review unless I was asked. Now, if I'm mad, I, by the way, I don't, I don't leave negative reviews. I don't think either, to be honest with you. Like I'm the type of guy, I don't even send food back if they send it to me wrong because I've worked in the service. I just eat it. And I don't want to jam up their day or get spit in my food, you know? And so, and plus the fact is at this point, they're going to fix something. I ain't waiting another 20 minutes. I'll eat whatever you put in front of me. I'm just going to like it less, but I'm not going to trash you for it. Right. But the psychology of reviews is organically. People are not going, if they have an average or good experience, unless it's over the moon, you're more likely to find somebody who will just post about you on Facebook and rant about how great you are. Right. This is great. I had a great experience to share to their people. than they are to probably go to your business page and leave you a review unprovoked. Well, they're probably just having those discussions personally. Yeah, I mean, that's what should. happens is I go home and I'm like, hey, man, these fucking people were awesome. That's rule. All it takes is the next party I'm yeah. at. But like, has anyone been to like Craft and Burrow down the street? Like, they're yeah. fucking awesome. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah. So you need to ask. And just like all those things in that flow, human nature, make it easy for them to leave the review. So we got other strategies, but make it real easy. Send them a link, send them whatever, use your email stuff, talk to people. Be there right there while they do it. Yeah, I'll show you here, right here. Get out your phone, whatever you could do. But the example of creating focus on this thing creates great outcomes. So yes, you should systemize it. It should be part of your email stuff. It should be part of your strategy altogether. But if you just decided, all of you out here, guys, there's no reason you can't do this, by the way, all of you. If, you, if you're not winning your Google review numbers game and whatever, it's a piece that will give you great success in the long run. It's a long play. It's not a short-term hustle, but you can do this this week. You can start today and you can keep your fucking foot on the gas. Do it for seven days and then find ways to plug it in so it works more regularly and then constantly revisit this focus on here and you'll crush forever. But just decide this week, I am going to float to the top of Google review numbers. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask people who already like you, who already do business to do you a favor. It gets you in the habit of making an ask. And this is an easy ask. They don't need to spend any money. Takes less than a minute. Tell them. Takes less than a minute. I'd really appreciate it. You know, it helps the new people find us. It's, it's great. Here's a link too. Because that one little effort, <clears throat> that one change of focus literally takes you from now all you do is make sure your business is operating day to day to where you've now taken the first step to where now you are actually developing your business to be yeah. something different than yeah. it was yesterday. And that's not, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna crush for you overnight. But that perception. Now float it out into reality for a year while you do all other things and continue to develop more. Now this task that you did just this week will cross. So there's a, let's talk an example here. There's a guy I help out uh, from time to time and I do some work out of his spot as well. And they've been great. They've been in the business for 20 years. 
20 years, they had just over 30 reviews on Google. And it wasn't a real priority, but this was good. This is a gym. A lot of members been very popular. Um, and so we talked to them about this. Just, hey, let's just put some stuff up in the gym, posters, QR codes. Let's just make a focus on it. And he went for it and decided, once we got the posters up, he decided yesterday. He said, the next gym, the, the gym in town, the only gym in, in town that has more reviews than him had, I think it was like 45 he had like in his in the 30s so he's like by the end of the day today i'm going to have more than them that is an act of initiative more than just putting posters up and saying and by the way putting signs posters up to say hey please leave us a review put it that is your long-term strategy that should work holding it in your email list that will help that'll build the system in general but taking the initiative and going no, no no i want this thing and i'm going to get it done today now all of a sudden there's tasks being had you know, people you're extra friendly with in the gym who, you know, shoot them an email, shoot them a message. Hey, this is me. I'd really like you to leave us a review. Here's the link and do it. Um, so 20 years of business had 30 some reviews. And today they're like over 50. So it's like almost doubled it in, in a day. Okay. So what the fuck are you doing out there? If you're not doing, you're just not doing anything. You're just going to let that, you're just going to lose that fight. There's a lot of gyms out there that are just, that's about a simple battle. You can win by just showing up showing up with your fucking sword okay just show up you don't got to do do awesome but just show up and try and you're going to float to the top so this all you out there there's no reason you can't just do that just do that hit, hit that up hard for a week just blow that smoke at everybody all week and just and in the end you can give it some time to chill after that but you got to make that ass you got to give it that focus and this isn't the only group that we've done it with no right? Right. We did this with another gym and uh, we, let's say, let's go all the way back to where we worked with them six months ago on this mm -hmm. exact same strategy. Yeah. Right. They started at 40 reviews, took action and all the things that we wanted them to do. And now six months later, they have more than doubled the number yeah. of reviews that they have. Almost, like, almost 90. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And so you get to, you get to be, and at that point, you know, that business specifically, if you search for gyms in that town, they were you weren't cracking top fifteen in numbers of reviews. It had just lagged behind, and now they're in the top one or two. Okay, and that's really important because again, one of the most the main reasons people choose a gym, okay, it's location. So it doesn't matter where is it at. They're going to search for a gym near them. Okay, and gyms near them, the one with the most rating that fits their routine, their commute, all their shit. If you're too far out of the way but you're the type of training they want. Someone will just do the type of training they want in a gym. That's not ideal for it. It's closer to them. Trust me. Okay. So you just need to understand that, that no, this game, this game matters the most, the most. Uh, we had another one, Jim had only in the beginning, they only had four, mm -hmm. four reviews. And then we'd gone back through and it was like, there was very few social media, very little social media action and just no organic leads coming in. You'd have to spend your way to the moon to try to get leads. And especially the leads have to overcome the fact that there's no reviews <laughs> that hinders your ad spend a lot. If people take one other step to look into you, no reviews, no social media talk content at all. Like you're screwed. Okay. They went from four to over 30 in like a month. Yep. Boom. Now a search for gym in there, or even just a search for that specific gym. That fight doesn't, you know, that, that battle doesn't end immediately when someone sees that, Oh, nobody does business with them. Now you look valid. You look like you exist among the world. We had another one uh, up North that they push real hard for it. That everybody who's ever come in, they get talked to about it. He reaches out to it. People that come in and do one-off stuff do. So they have more reviews than they do members right now. Almost two, times. almost double. 
<laughs> and now, awesome. though, when you search for that area, it's a large town, a large city, mm-hmm. too. I mean, reasonably speaking, um, some of the highest review numbers in their area, they just right to the top. And that's the long game. You want to win the long game? You don't got to hit that up. You don't got to put that level of focus every day. Like I said, systemize the, the, the seven-day-a-week stuff. Find a way so that system can grow year-round. Banners up, email sequence, QR codes, whatever it is. Uh, but you got to put some focus to this thing. You got to put some effort to that thing, to whatever your other thing is. Even if it's supplement sales. Say you sell supplements, but you know they just sit on the fucking shelf behind you. And you're broke. Let's say you're not broke. Let me, I always phrase that in a way that's condescending. You'd like to be earning some more money and you don't know where to put your time and resources. Hyper-focus on supplement sales. Mm-hmm. Make that your thing for a month. Make sure you, you remind your staff. Staff will get complacent. You always have to apply pressure. Okay, If you stop, you will stop applying pressure. Pressure is a word that seems, uh, what's the word? People aren't going to like this term. It seems like you're pushy salesy, but it's not just apply energy towards selling supplements okay do that in your conversations do it in some emails you send out do it in social media make sure your staff knows to be reminding people hey the sign up sheet for subs is on the on the desk there if you have any questions about let's go you know maybe spend two days that we're in the gym you give away free samples you know hey come try this stuff give it you know bring a shaker bottle we'll give you bro scoops of the pre-workout if you you know whatever you want to do but just let's put some effort to the thing and sure as shit it might work for you but there's a lot of people, go, I don't know, people aren't really buying supplements. Yeah, because they just sit, they're not going to do anything. Supplements aren't singing from behind you on the shelf. They're just not. You got to sing for them, man. So pipe up. Yeah. And not and not being pushy is exactly, it, but it is applying pressure and maybe not even on other people, putting pressure on yourself. Yes. That you, If you were happy with where you were, you wouldn't be listening to us right now. Mm-hmm. You would be fucking busy doing a bunch of shit to be able to make money to where you don't need to look left to right. But if you're looking yeah. left to right and you're like, man, I, I need to be able to get some help. I got to get some motivation or some ideas of what I want to be able to do next. And that is where you start. Once you get one of those, be like the fucking a dog that won't let go, like get a yeah. hold of it and then run with it. And then put that <coughs> pressure on yourself of things to do. And, and my favorite part about everything we've just described, Tyler's we aren't a Google reviews business. No, this isn't what we do. This is, this is, but a tiny stepping stone that leads to the next thing and then leads to the next thing to the next thing. My favorite part about the the folks up North that have double the reviews than they do members just this past week, doing everything that we've been telling him to do. And he's taken action and put a lot of pressure on this action is now getting referrals and leads from people he doesn't know that mm-hmm. are folks that either have interacted with them in their process or, or just, just heard about found it. them on Google. Yeah. And now they're getting leads to all sorts of things they never had before. Mm-hmm. And that's not by accident. Everything is connected. So as long as you were doing, like you said, Tyler, the, you took us on that journey of like, when I'm thinking about a gym, I kind of check this out and then I go here and then I come here and then I come here. And then maybe that if everything is smooth, then I go through the door. Well, all those things are there now. Yeah. Everything's looking the right way. It's making it very easy for someone to come and give you money. Yeah. So that's the, that there's one example of that hyper focus, how you can do it between the say testimonial reviews and supplements. And you can always level up each one of those things. You know, in the gear Academy, we have a big, 
push for how, you know, really step-by-step execution for Google reviews and then how we leverage those for social media content. And then there's a leveled up version that goes through where it's a little higher level. You work directly with the client to establish testimonials that we're going into the video stuff and how we make those content. So that in the, in the gear Academy, if you're interested in taking this up to the next level, that's what we do is we do, we really give you those tasks here. It is do this now then do this now so that you kind of know. We help you identify what that thing is, your next thing is. And then we say, do this this week and then do this next week. And then each week we assess and we keep moving forward. But going, zooming out from just those things because your business is more, there's more to your business than Google reviews. There's more to your business than just getting sales and just generating revenue. There's things like client satisfaction. There's things like training staff. There's all these other metrics and soft metrics and what's the word unmeasurables immeasurables what's the word not whatever <laughs> there's other yeah. shit you can't measure there just needs to be done in your jam or things that need to be progress yeah yeah and so one of the things we talk about is setting goals and kind of reverse engineering them right and setting goals is super important and making sure where you put your goals are they need to be aligned not just with reality but with the data and the actions you're going to use to develop from zero to 100, the 100 being the final state that you were having accomplished this goal. And so somebody asked a really good question in the Gear Academy. And do you have the name of the person just so I can, we can give them a, a big thumbs up? Thanks. Or not in the Gear Academy. So this is in the uh, Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Uh, so we're going to give them a, uh, we're going to answer the question on the podcast. We'll probably also answer it in the group and text for them. Um, but we wanted to share this question with you because it was a very good question. John, do you got it in front of you? Yeah, let me. I'm pulling it up now. Cool. I should have. I should have briefed you. Anyways, this week on uh, dead it. air time. Stretch, stretch, Tyler. Stretch. No, we're gonna be just fine. <laughs> I'll just use my radio voice. Hey, everybody. This week, slow jams from the jazz messengers. If you haven't left a Google review, all right. So this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't reviewed us on Google yet, uh, so Gordon. Pierce, Gordon, Gordon Pierce asked the question, how do you balance realistic versus unrealistic large vision or goals? This is what I call our targets, but large vision yeah. goals in the beginning when you're in that, those first three months of opening. So it's of like opening. opening. So it's like brand new. How do we start setting those goals when maybe data is a little bit lighter? Well, there's two things to this, right? I kind of mocked a little bit in the beginning, but there's a reality of the situation is getting your gym open is a finish line of sorts, right? It really is, right? You are getting, you have got to that point, you have crossed that, and now you need to completely go from pure development, installation (laughs) development, installing systems brand new to operations, right? So in my opinion, what your financial targets should be in these first months, first off, they should they should be very much rooted in operations and execution in the beginning because if you fucking suck at executing, you are screwed, okay? Meaning those are, that is frankly going to be the game you're playing in the beginning. I don't know. It is tough to optimize like, okay, I want to, how do I know I'm going to have X amount of members or how am I going to know leads? You're not going to. It's going to come out of thin air, but you're going to have to constantly adapt each week. I will say this. The one way I can tell whether goals are too lofty, not even lofty, just maybe just too far away is can I reverse engineer them back to now to from say, if it's a 90 day goal, quarterly goal, right? Can I reverse that back to this moment with data points? Maybe it's even accelerating data points where it's maybe it's 10 news, five new sales this week, 
10 new ones the next week. And then we average 13 to 15 a week from there or something like that, or how, whatever. These are made up numbers. But though having data to follow from week one to week two, that's how you know. Because, and by the way, this needs to be apples to apples data. And hopefully your outcomes need to be also tethered to something that matters so that we don't end up with, sometimes this stuff can turn into a Faustian bargain where you're like, all right, my goal is in this first 90 days, I want us to make uh, $200,000. Okay, perfect. Right. Uh, the gym has $200,000 in revenue, but you, because of everything we did in order to do that, you take home $6 this quarter. Well, that's probably not quite going to work for you, is it? You know what I mean? That's so there's, there is something to be said where we need to make sure that everything is in the right context. Also, if it's only, if your goal is only, well, I want to make whatever I want to, I want to make $50,000 in the next quarter. Like you want to make it right. Okay. That's great. But now I need more data because that number doesn't mean anything to me. Now I need to get into, okay, how much revenue does the business need to have? How much of that needs to be, needs to clear the bottom line. Right. Uh, how much that actually needs to be said in the business. And we need a bigger picture before we stay in that tight. And then from there we can know, all right, when well, this requires this amount of revenue for you to get, right? So let's break it down one month at a time, X amount of revenue. What does that mean? What is your average ticket sale price right now? How many new sales does that require? What is, how many people do you have on EFT right now? Uh, recurring memberships constantly. So what is your kind of baseline of that that carries over month to month? So how many new sales do we need for that? How much can we buffer in that with, with supplement sales? And what does that need to look like each month? And then from there, what does that need to look like each week? And then what tasks do I need to take to do this? Because by the way, all these things are going to be a slower buildup, meaning early on, the numbers will be low. You're going to have to front load the effort, the marketing, the strategizing, the time is going to be hefty on the front end. And then you're going to hopefully be able to carry some of these sales through. But that data is the data that matters. That's what you have to be doing is going, all right, what do I got to do? Let's just break it. So then... From where that is, you sit in one pocket and you flesh it out. All right, supplements, perfect. We're not, you identify an opportunity in this. If you want to increase your revenue by whatever amount to cover this thing, I go, all right, well, supplements, I'm not selling any supplements. Perfect. Let's do a supplement play. Let's launch a brand. We can do this. It's just low-hanging fruit. It's money you're leaving on the table. If we're trying to grow, we can't be leaving money on the table when I got revenue goals that I want to hit this quarter. So let's patch that hole, right? That's easy, scalable money. Let's figure out how we're going to sell supplements. Well, that takes a little bit of work. You may have to hyper-focus, make a decision, stick with it, adjust as you go, but you got to go and you got to move quickly. You can't go, you can't spend six months thinking about selling supplements or, or thinking about selling a nutrition product because that's thinking about something, trying to do something and not doing it, like literally not doing it and thinking about something and not doing it is the same fucking thing as just not doing it. You just, it's, it, the outcome is all the same. So the fact is whatever needs to happen, the thing needs to be going. You can't sell supplements if you don't start selling supplements. So whoever you pick, whatever your strategy is, you can adjust all that shit as you go, but you got to start selling them now as soon as possible. So figure it out, come up with a plan. It needs to be emails, it needs to be this. You need to have pressure on your staff so that they know that this is what we're doing. There needs to be focus. That focus needs to be passed along. And then now week one, how many did we sell? Shit. Guys, we sold $45 worth of supplements this week. We got to get better. What do you guys think we should do to get better? And the data is not good or bad. It just is. Data just is. And exactly what you said, which is 45 bucks. Sweet. Were you tracking everything you did to get the $45? Because what you said is, ah, oh, fuck, we want more money. It's like, great. So if we want to make ninety dollars, 
it should be, it should, and sometimes it'll be even be exponential, exponential, but how many asks did you have? How many things did you mm-hmm. do to generate that 45? Okay. Well then let's double that. Yeah. Whatever. Or I you'll find and will we make 90? Or you're going to find that uh, half your coaches were not reminding people at the end of class that you have, that you have it up there, that the sign up sheet, or they didn't ha- have the clipboard in their hand. They're not accountable to that. Cause they'll skid into whatever level of comfort that they can get away with. Frankly, guys, employees are like this. Coaches, I understand you as a gym owner, you're probably a, we're a coach. You're probably a really good one, right? But coaches are fucking divas too. I am, was. Every coach I know is a bit of a diva. There's a lot of hubris that goes into this thing, and they're just not that interested in doing other stuff, okay? They're not interested in it, but it's no different than any other line of work, okay? If you're a cook, sometimes you got to clean up your fucking station when you leave, no matter how good of a cook you are, right? There are just tasks within each job that are the ditch digging equivalent of that job, in every job, they have, there's some list of shit. We're going to say, this is the stuff I hate to, right? Coaches, it's not that fucking hard. You're going to have to have your coaches make some ass. If it's the supplement play, all right, perfect. Are you asking? Oh, no, I didn't ask. Or did you at least point them out to them? Or did you remind everybody that we have them? Did you tell them that next week we're doing free scoops if people want to try the protein and have them bring a shaker bottle? Did you remind everybody? And so this process that I'm describing you isn't just you yelling off into the wind. This needs to be planned as well. That's a staff meeting, right? Essentially, where you go over all of these things and all of these things you need focus on needs to be laid out for your staff. And that way, they're accountable to that data every week. And every week, we start to align our goals with the outcomes and what we need done next week and what we're going to do to fill those gaps. And eventually, yeah, maybe we skid short, by the way. Maybe I wanted to get $20,000 of this new revenue. I wanted to be from supplements in the next quarter. Maybe I just, I got 10 instead of 20. My goal wasn't realistic. Well, I hope you didn't borrow that money, borrow money depending on those targets, right? But the fact is you got 10 and you still have a thing that now you can grow and develop on. So you did make, that still is progress. Now you have a revenue producing system in your gym, a new pillar of revenue in your gym that you did not have before. So you are more equipped now than you were before. Even though you fell short of that goal, it's okay. You don't want to get complacent and falling short of goals, but early on in the game, your goals are going to be, yeah, you're just winging it. You're totally winging it on your goals. So set something manageable. Do not engineer what do I have this week. And then how, do I think I can do a little better next week and a little better next week? You got, you do have to start from the end and work your way back or else you can get lost in the weeds and you just stretch it out too far. But just, but that's my thing. If, if the data can't be pulled all the way back from 90 days to now, 90 days away to now it's it's maybe just it's either too lofty right a million i want to make a million dollars this quarter that's an unreasonable goal if you're only making a hundred thousand dollars right now right well that yeah that that's easy where again it's if you don't have the data historical data to be able to build off of you can stay within reality of okay what what are the different revenue streams that you have yeah what are you, what are the, 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 the tools do you have at your disposal? Yeah. Yeah. And and then that should dictate, okay, what is realistic? Is it realistic that I'm going to get a hundred new members every single month? Well, then it probably is unrealistic. Whatever that number is times my, my, my membership, that's unrealistic that that's what your EFT revenue is going to be. So it's like, okay, if I need to make more money, that's not dependent upon your membership. Well, goddamn, that's exactly what we do. And we can help you not do that. Because the odds are you run out of, you just, you're not going to be able to ge- generate that many members 
that's why we're always trying to have all of you reframe your thinking, which is your revenue should not be dependent on the number of members that you have. And the biggest reason with this is, by the way, we worked with gyms as they tried to grow and scale all the time and staff. Quadruple your members tomorrow. What the fuck are you going to do? Even if you had lofty goals, what are you going to do? You know, you can't, how are you going to get people? You try hiring people in this world. See how it goes. It's not the best. It's not the easiest. And by the way, you're going to end up paying a lot more than they're worth upfront and constantly to keep them, especially full time. You can get some part time outfit. It's okay too, but you're not going to get the biggest go getters. So hiring is very difficult. So you cannot put all your eggs in your EFT membership basket. Because you're always going to be behind on hiring. You're always going to be behind on staff. Your staff is always going to have a ton of developing to be done. They're always Someone's going to get married and move away. Staff turnover for the same reasons that members do. Sometimes it's because they suck. Sometimes it's because it's not for them. Sometimes it's just life takes them somewhere else. So you'll always be behind the eight ball on staffing. So you cannot just run head first. And members, 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 sales. No. Okay, so it's got to be other services. They need to upsell. So are you selling a nutrition product? Do you have one that's scalable? Because you can't have one that's going to put the pinch on your labor wise. But now that's another tool you have at your disposal, right? And so this is what we've t- touched on now is very much reverse engineering, you know, revenue goals and things like this. But it can be as simple as as you anal- an- analyze this, you're like, I need, I have an idea for a new product launch or maybe a program that I'd like to run a specialty program or a club within the gym. All right. Instead of just chasing numbers now, let's, let's do this exercise for them, John, while we got time. And so if you're going to say you want to launch a club, say a weightlifting club or a specialty program in your gym, all right, what is it? Oh, I don't know yet, really. Or maybe I don't have a name or I don't have brand. Okay, perfect. Let's come up with a name this week. Let's name it and let's write an overview outline of what that program really is. And then next week, right, that's just do that once this week. This, that's on your checklist for this week, one hour, one day you sit down, do that one thing. Then next week, you're going to figure, you're going to write down exactly what it is and what the benefits are for the clients from a copy standpoint. So you know how to maybe explain it to terms that matter to them. And then you'll have pricing and figure out when it'll be on the schedule, give or take. But you remember, you don't overplan the thing, right? But then you'll kind of know roughly what it is. And then this is assuming you've maybe tested the thing. Otherwise, you need, need to go through the process of testing it, maybe with some one-on-ones, you know, is the mm-hmm. program effective? All that. But let's just say it's a club. So we'll stay in the world of, a, a say, a weightlifting club or a powerlifting club gym um, instead of a program program um, if you're going to go through that go that road now next all right when's it good when are we going to start it perfect how are we going to announce it well probably email probably social media we're gonna need some follow-up emails right mm-hmm. okay so now the next week so you just map out these tests in a month in four weeks you could theoretically have it announced and be ready and be accepting enrollment in this thing for two weeks so you're six week out six week out from having this program hopefully filled and operational within your business. But those are the tests. It's not just like, oh, I hope I have this thing. Okay, now we got to break this down backwards. And it's not that hard. And by the way, I advise strongly against, because as a person who hyper fixates, trying to do all of these things all in one sitting, because I'll do it. I'll really do it. But again, you then burn out. You'll you'll do all the stuff and then you spend two, three weeks away from it, or you'll revisit it again and you'll rework all this shit. Just make it reasonable each week. Set a time, as long as it fits your overall timeline, you're okay. Now you can build your plan, build the roadmap for yourself in the very first day Yeah. of what do you want? What do you think is achievable? If you set yourself a three month goal, like you said, Tyler, don't try and get it all done in a week, but a three month goal and then go from month to month to month. And then you can break it out of all the things you can do. You just keep going trial and error back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Or you can 
avoid all of the mistakes and all the mistakes that I know that I made doing these types of things early on. I know that Tyler, you and I have talked about what you've made and what we've seen a bunch of other folks make mistakes when it comes to rolling any of these types of things out. You can bypass all those mistakes and we literally just have the blueprint for you mm-hmm. of exactly how you format those things and how you do those things. And we go with you step by step, week to week, month to month to where now you remove the gamble because you don't have time. As a yeah. gym owner, you quickly realize- You don't have time to build a lot of shit, put a lot of effort into building stuff that then doesn't work. Exactly. It doesn't produce. And by the way, it can't be something that produces one and done. That's the biggest thing I find is if you're going to launch something, it better be a thing that's now a pillar in your business going on forever. As you start launching shit, that's that's doing events. That's a different thing. That's but a lot. In the plates. You yeah. You're, I mean? yep. Now you've got a lot that you're fucking managing and you've got to figure out for some of those things to be like fucking on auto and getting yeah. spun on their own without you having to always be there to nurture it and care for it. Yeah. So for those of you out there, we gave you a lot of shit today. So a lot of this shit you can go do right now. So take it, run with it. If you want in, you want help kind of in executing these things, you want to know what to execute, how to execute, how to make it the most efficient and not play this fucking constant, expensive, long, slow, and just brutal game of trial and error. Okay. Trial and error and error and error and error and time consuming error after time consuming error and disappointment after disappointment and little win and disappointment. Okay. That is very often comes having a business. Let's remove a lot of those, the valleys and let's stay more on the peaks and the winds here. And you can do this by getting in with a network of coaches that are gym owners and coaches that have already had this experience. Okay. Learn from their failures, learn from their successes, get ideas, run your ideas by them. Um, Get in the Facebook group. Okay. Get in the gym owners revolution Facebook group. And from there, if you want to get into the gear Academy, we do have the gear Academy. It's a year long commitment. You get in for one year and we work with you every day, every week. We just, we, we, it's not, it's not just a bunch of calls. It's not all this stuff. It's tasks. You don't even have to be on any calls, but we're just going to work with you and your business on things that matter to you and your business and your family every week. So that every week your business is better and producing more and producing more for you than it was the week before it and the month before it and the year before. Because if your business is not better this quarter than it was last quarter, there's a problem. If your business is not doing better this year than it was doing last year, there's a problem. Okay. So there, and it doesn't need to be this way. Okay. Progress should be the norm. Okay. Progress is normal. Extreme progress is what we shoot for, truthfully. So if you're not making progress, you're kind of stuck in the operations, get out of operating your business and begin developing business okay that's all we got for today follow the podcast at gym owners podcast on instagram follow me at tyler f and stone that's tyler eff in stone and john over at jbanksfl all right guys thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next week